Hello, and welcome to Exploring Health Equity. In this podcast, we'll hear from community members, doctors, professors, and more on urban health disparities. From the Rodham Institute at George Washington School of Medicine and Health Sciences in Washington, D.C., I'm Diana Flott. And I'm David Flott. In this episode of Exploring Health Equity, we'll talk about housing and gentrification in D.C. and their effect on health. According to the National Community Reinvestment Coalition, an organization that fights gentrification and discrimination across America, gentrification is a situation in which lower-income neighborhoods receive massive levels of new investment, adding amenities, raising home values, and bringing in new upper-income residents, which can lead to cultural displacement gentrification can worsen health inequities in a city. As investment increases property values, taxes, and rent in working-class areas, many residents struggle to pay and have to move out. This displacement has a disproportionate effect on different races, driving down the percent of D.C. residents who are African-American from 60% in 2000 to 47.1% in 2017. The neighborhoods undergoing gentrification include Petworth, Berry Farm, and Navy Yard, which has had the most severe gentrification. A 2019 study found that gentrification in the U.S. is most intense in Washington, D.C., with over 20,000 African-American residents displaced between 2000 and 2013. Aristotle Theresa, a civil rights attorney, has sued the D.C. government over 14 times for housing and gentrification issues. He says that government policy is facilitating gentrification. There's a project in Ward 8 called Reunion Square. It's receiving $60 million in government funding. Right now, the area, they say it's a parking lot, but really there's a business there called National Contractor Services, and they're a construction company. And they employ routinely, they've been employing people in this neighborhood, hard to employ people within the construction trade, returning citizens, people who have uh, criminal backgrounds, they've been employing them for 20 years. And there's a building, a warehouse behind where they operate. They actually are one of the few businesses that own their building, but there's a building behind where they operate where they have all of their construction equipment. So that's pivotal to the existence of their community and they lease that space. Part of the development is going to be where that space is. So they will no longer have that space available to them. Basically, this business that has employed hard to employ people inside of our community for the past 20 years is going to be displaced. And what you notice is that neighborhoods like this, they cluster. So there's another business there that's a a roofing business. And there's another business there that does welding. All of those businesses employ hard to employ black people. They're all going. The government funded businesses such as office buildings, hotels, and residential spaces will not employ the residents of the pre-existing community, but will rather bring in new employees, according to Theresa. These businesses cater to our community and were part of our community, had background in our community, and were rooted in our community, and they employed people in our community. And and mind you, the only business back there that, that is receiving any assistance right now is Anacostia Playhouse, which just came within the past three years. So to me, it's unconscionable that that there are a bunch of businesses that will be impacted by this development that the city is giving $60 million to. And the only business that was thought to be, think about the, to, to mitigate the impacts against them was a playhouse and not the businesses that have actually employed people in our community. 
Rather than bringing new businesses into the communities and pumping them full of funding, it would be better for the existing community for funding to go into the businesses already there. What can we do to strengthen these businesses back here? What can we do so national service contractors doesn't have to lease the space where they're storing their equipment? What can we do to strengthen the welder back here who employs people or the roofing contractor who employs people? They think to just get rid of them. Yes, there will be economic development, but A, what did we lose? And B, who is going to be employed through this economic development? A major factor that city officials often overlook is the importance of community bonds. When gentrification breaks a community apart, all sorts of problems can occur, such as increased crime rate, health problems, and hospital visits. 2017 research published in PLUS ONE found that New Yorkers who moved from gentrifying neighborhoods to poorer areas had a bigger rise in hospital visits in the five years after they were displaced than residents who stayed put. Also, as they move away from community resources they are familiar with, such as churches and community centers, they lose past sources of support, which can lead to further deterioration of their health. In addition, they suffered through stress from landlord pressure to move and endured isolation as newcomers set the culture. Ishan Haru is a clinical housing supervisor at Community Connections, an organization in D.C. that works to address a variety of issues including affordable housing, mental health, and substance abuse. Not being able to earn a wage that will allow you to be able to afford to rent um, a place here in Washington, D.C., which has one of the highest cost of living um, in the United States, is a real issue for a lot of people. And when you're housing insecure, everything else in your life starts to kind of fall apart as well. You don't know if you're going to be able to pay the rent. If you don't know where you're going to sleep from one night to the next, it's very hard for you to really plan for anything, let alone a thrive. Housing is incredibly important to health, and a lack of affordable housing creates a butterfly effect of health issues. One person was able to tell their story that I had first come in contact with when I first started working here 11 years ago. And so to see this person come up and tell their journey from homelessness to now being housed and what that meant for their family, their mental health, their substance abuse issues, so forth and so on, was a really big deal. If a person is not really sure if they can stay where they are trying to get accustomed to, so to speak, um, or they feel like the most important thing in their life is going to be finding housing the next day, it kind of trumps the ability to future plan, right? So without being able to future plan, it affects your ability to be stable. Having affordable housing is a foundation for good health. When someone struggles to find housing, they cannot dedicate enough attention to their health issues. The effect of gentrification on health is not as clear at first glance. The stress of being coerced into moving, along with the loss of reliable community resources, hurt the health of residents displaced by gentrification. This podcast series is led by David Law and Diana Law at the Rodham Institute. We'd like to thank the Rodham Institute at the George Washington School of Medicine and Health Sciences and the Johns Hopkins Digital Media Center. If you'd like to find out more or donate to the Rodham Institute, please visit our website at smhs.gwu.edu slash Rodham Institute. Thanks for tuning in to Exploring Health Equity.